0: The Spirit told me to hear with them, not make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also come. We entered into the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and said, Send to Jobah, and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon me, just as it had upon us at the beginning. I remember the word of the Lord, how he has said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then God made
1: as a gift from the spring of the water of life.
2: Here with the spirits,
3: another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one
2: another.
3: The Gospel of
4: And said, It's not about your taxes, they're fine. But she said, I have really sad news. And then she proceeded to tell about two losses from their office. In December of last year, Lila, who has worked in that office for many, many years, was killed in a car accident. She and two of her friends, and the husband of one of the friends, were returning from Yangton, where I used to serve to their town of Parker, small town. Uh, they had been at a Christmas fair, and they were hit head on, and all three women died. And that town was crushed. They were all from the same church, the Lutheran Church, and that small town. And of course, from that office as well. And her husband, Lila's husband, Don, had been in a nursing home for the last few months. And they don't know if She visited him regularly. But the poignancy of it has to do with his loss, perhaps not so. Well, then, just three weeks ago, Don, her husband, died. Don had been a part of that office as well. He was a farmer. He was a flying farmer, actually. He had flown all his life from the time he was a very young teen. He and I had been in college together, and in fact, uh, he never went into the military, but he taught some of us to fly one of my instructor pilots. Well, I had very frequent contact with Lila and Don. It was all around tax time and every time I saw them, we would reconnect about college days and what was happening with the farm and about Don's flying. But when I heard about their deaths, I realized that I was connected with that community of tax preparers in a way that I never I was really touched by it. He turns his back all that they had done together, and he goes out into the night. Now in John's Gospel, you recall that light is a metaphor for the presence of God, and darkness is a metaphor for the absence of God. And Judas goes out into the darkness. I think it's, uh, it's very telling that Jesus gives the command to love one another, after Judas has left. And perhaps it was to reassure the disciples, you folks get it, but I want to be sure you really get it, this is my new commandment for you, that you love one another. And if you do, they will know that you are my disciples. Well, as we think about this new commandment that Jesus gave, I think it's helpful for us to think back about what the early church was like. Sometimes it's important to go back to our roots. I had been taught and I had read for many years that the early church really started as a house church, or as a number of house churches. And those house churches were, uh, they were the work of the patron of that house, who supported the house church. Some of them were women, prominent women, and some of them were probably also leaders of their house church house churches were hierarchical. They were also, they were diverse in terms of class, in many different classes, but they were not diverse racially or ethnically. So I had thought, this is what the early church was. And then I took a course from a man by the name of Robert Jewett. He is a professor of New Testament at Garrett Seminary Methodist. And Robert Jewett introduced us to something called the Church. He had been working with an archaeologist at Northwestern University, and they had determined that the earliest uh, presence... They found riches as they shared their lives together. Well, I think it's a, a wonderful image of the early church, instructive to us, I think, about what we should be. Well, Jewett has gone on to describe uh, their early worship, and he says that their earliest worship really were love peace. Uh, these people would come together probably uh, late on Sunday afternoon after they had done their work because, after all, Sunday was a work day, and all of these people were working for somebody else. So they would gather together as family units. They would bring whatever they had to share as a meal. And then, over time, all of this became much more symbolic, and finally we come to what we have today in the celebration of the Eucharist. But still, the communal meal, still the community coming together around Christ, represented here. Well, I think it's helpful for us to see that, and I think also it's important for us to hear this last thing that Jewett says about that community. He says that they found the love of Christ present in the faces of those with whom they shared that common meal. And he said, as they ate that meal together, there was a sense that a new age had gone, and that Christ was present in the feast. Indeed, a new age. Don't. The resurrection of Christ is present in the church today. Present with us in our midst as we gather as a faith community. Christ is present as the gospel is read, proclaimed, and preaching. Christ is present in the sacrament of the Eucharist. And they experience the presence of Christ like we do, because remember that the man did rather than the promise that when he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I shall be there also. And we experience that today in this community of faith as well. Well, I think it's important for us to be reminded of the importance of the love command. Of so often, I think, when we talk about love, people tend to think of it in kind of a squishy way, not very solid, not very way, too soft. Love can be tough. We know that. And we know that we can be in communities where we can be loving, but we can also say what needs to be said and speak truth with confidence and knowing that it's going to be difficult to talk about some of those things. But always, always, in whatever community we are in, we are called by Christ to love. I think it's important also for us to remember this, many of us have experienced that love in this congregation, but it's important for us to know that there are others who come among us who may not have experienced that love or acceptance, so I think we need to pause now and then and ask ourselves what might we do differently to help others feel that love we feel and the acceptance that finally, I believe we're all called to go from this place to remember that this isn't the only community we're a part of, and to take that love of Christ with us into every community of which we're a part, so that the love of Christ may just grow and grow and grow in this world that is in such need.
5: Boston, Saint Paul's Church Hoppington, Saint Luke's Church Hudson, and the Massachusetts Council of Churches. Grant that every member of the church truly and humbly serve you. I ask your prayers for Michael, our presiding bishop, for Alan and Gail, our bishops. We pray for all bishops.
3: I've asked to the United
1: Good morning, my name is Brenda Ward, and I, I'm here at the request of Debbie Scott, who cannot <coughs> be here today. She asked me to make this announcement. Um, many of you will uh, have taken home the mite boxes to benefit the Baron Andrew School recently, um, and she wants me to let you know that the money that was raised that we are able to give to school, uh, along with the Lenten envelopes that we also um, gave you, was four thousand dollars. So um, this will go towards scholarship tuitions and it will support four girls for one year either at the middle or high school level, which is fantastic. Um, she also said that the manner school has just received high-speed cable which will allow them to Skype with us. Also, something of
2: a fortune. So, thank you so
1: much for your incredible generosity. This is a wonderful, wonderful gift to give me. <laughs>
4: this will, uh, the title of the uh, talk is Conquer Steps Up to Climate Change, and um, actually, um, well, it's in your bulletin. Um, what, what you need to know is that this is a uh, panel and brainstorming discussion with a chance for questions and answers with community leaders from the town, uh, merchants, and faith communities that will uh, Talk and discuss and network uh, on the important issue of climate change and how the Concord community is stepping up to the challenge. Uh, hope to see you all at both events. I think uh, they should be very compelling. Thank you. Good morning, Chuck Chairperson. I'm just here to confirm that our annual festive dinner. Saturday. and we have the whole house, people have signed up. I will be in touch with everyone who did to make sure they understand what's happening. Thank you. I'm here for two musical opportunities of worship to invite you to, first of all, prelude recital and choral even song. Linda we will be singing the prelude recital next Sunday night at 5 o'clock, followed by traditional choral even song. Um, led by Becky and the Parish Choir. And the second opportunity is Thursday, May 5th is a special holiday in the church. And it always gets crossed over because it falls in the middle of the week. And it's Ascension Thursday. And that will be May 5th. And the service of uh, the combined Episcopal churches in the area will take place at St. Anne's in Lincoln, 730 p.m. on uh, May 5th.
3: Also, there will be youth groups at 4 o'clock this afternoon. So, 6th through 12th graders, whether or not they really home, are welcome to come to that. Okay? They'll so, be healing prayer over here in this tent at before 4th meeting and immediately following for anyone who would like prayers for anything that's happening in their lives or in
2: the lives of our world.
3: Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us and offering and sacrifice. and not for renewal. Let the grace of this Holy Communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in His name. Praise the Lord,
2: be known to us the to and
3: Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, may be perfect in every good work, doing God's will in all things, working in you that which is well dwells in God's sight, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you this day
2: and always. Amen.